Are we going? We're going. Hey, hey, hey. Alright, here we are. Episode 4. 4, yeah. Oh, that record got me hot. Where we take classic records and we go on and on about them. That's right, and we travel <laughs> on uh, uh, inter- inter- interminably. Yes. That is uh, Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And uh, we're, we're actually went live since the last time, since our last one. That's we're right. actually out there in the, uh, right. in the ether now. Yep. So people listen, and we've already gotten some feedback. We have. Mostly good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, from... Uh, yeah, no, all good, I think. I haven't heard anything. Anyone who has anything bad today to say they're keeping it to themselves, right? Well, I'm sure they're not keeping it to themselves, but... They're not talk, telling us. They're keeping it from us. <laughs> yeah. uh, but one thing I just wanted to go over, because some people did mention, oh, well, there's no music. We thought you were going to play the music. And uh, the, the main reason, well, there's a couple things. Number one, usually when you sit around and talk about a record, you're usually just talking about the record. And you're not actually listening to it and playing right. things. You're just talking. So that's sort of the idea of it, yeah. was just uh, talking about a record that you really like. And also... Uh, uh, the, the main thing is that uh, we don't have actual rights to get this. Correct. You really should. You should get rights to uh, to play someone else's music uh, on a thing. And I know some people do on some podcasts. They do, and sometimes I think they get the rights, and sometimes I think they, they don't give a shit. They, they go do for it. it. Yeah, but yeah. we don't want to do that. We don't want to get in trouble. We don't want to get yelled at. We don't want to get sued. Obviously, no. And I don't want to just because we use, don't have any money. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to just use you know play someone's thing. So here's my suggestion for someone. If you do, I would say any of the records we do are, are records that you, you should already own. So if you don't own a record we do, you should go out and get it. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that. And I'm going right? to say if you want to preview them, a lot Listen of the tracks can, you can hear it on YouTube or you can, you you can know, do that too. Yeah. You can hear it on Spotify. So, right. So uh, I say either listen to the whole thing before you listen to the podcast and then you'll be like, Part right. of it, you just it'll be fresh and let's do it. Right. Or you could, if you really want to geek out, like as you go along, as we go along with I it, you could go along too. and play it. Or you know, if you just, if you want to see whether we can whet your interest, and it's like you know, if we we can toss some bait in the water, and if you want to go for it, uh, and say after listen to the podcast, and then say okay, maybe I'll go check out this record. So right, right. I would say this record is one that probably is not as well heard. As the other three records, definitely less heard than Hunkadori. Yeah, we're going right, right. And Daydream Nation and OK Computer, but I've always felt like it's a record that should be heard more because it it uh, because certain uh, aspects of it. And the record we're doing today, Barry, the Days of Wine and Roses by the Dream Syndicate. Yes, from an LA band who just sort of appeared early 1983. The album came out. And um, I remember when I first heard it, I was sitting in my friend Billy Taylor's bedroom, and he had bought it at Record City in Orlando, and he slapped that bad boy on the turntable. So you basically, so you heard it when it a little absolutely. bit after it when came it, out it, at the time. You know, oh, I'm okay. gonna, the word absolutely, I'm not going to say that anymore. I because I heard, I said it like 18 times the last podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. So <laughs> well, you've already said it like I've, three now. <laughs> bingo, it's an honor. <laughs> okay. So I sit sitting in Billy Taylor's bedroom, and I was blown away because I was a, a huge Velvet Underground fan, and I still am. And I think this to right. me, this is the closest anyone's ever come. There's no yeah, there's no getting away from the extreme Velvet Underground comparisons, but. 
in a good way. It's not like a it's not like a band you oh, know no. uh, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. a bad no. a bad Velvet Underground. Ooh. It's actually a band doing a, a really good. <laughs> A really a good, really, really amazing sort of Velvet Underground. Uh, it, it's not an homage, but the sounds are informed definitely by the first two Velvets records, big right. time. And and the singer Steve Wynn has a very similar uh, voice to Lou Reed. <laughs> very does. like n- not your traditional rock singer. That's right. Uh, he's, and he's got that deep uh, the deep voice, so that uh, that definitely plays into it. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna say right now, I'm gonna admit. That back in the day, this record did not get me high. Yeah, <laughs> just because I wasn't, I wasn't exposed to it, and and I was thinking about why. Because now, obviously, when last week when Barry said this is what I want to do, and I I knew about the record, and I actually knew the Dream Syndicate because I actually got uh, their the record after this uh, Medicine Show when it came out in 1984, and I remember hearing a song on call. I was I was uh, I was already living up in. Uh, um, Boston and uh, listening the Northeast to, generally listening to in the college Northeast. radio yeah and they were playing stuff from the new Dream Syndicate so I yeah. got that and I really liked it yeah. and I knew so I knew I should have probably at some point I should have gotten the first record and I knew I heard it back in the day but I never dove deep into it until I did now and yeah. it is a great record but I think the main thing was what happened was in uh, back in that time first of all they were they were um, supposedly part of the Paisley, Paisley Underground. Underground. Which How are they part of the Paisley yeah, nah, Underground? No, they, I they, did not get no, that. They were not. Because there not, was... Um, it's not psychedelic rock at all. The Bangles and the 3 O'Clock, yeah, which sure. I saw when I was up there. I saw the yeah, 3 sure. O'Clock. I saw the Bangles, I guess, Rain Parade. Yeah, absolutely. Which were these no, jangly... Yeah. <laughs> jangly, um, very sick... But... but no. They are not that. Dream Syndicate and, and are not is, that. And neither is the Medicine Show, the second record. No, 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 it's not. So I don't know. I guess it was just that time they just liked to. They were in L.A. Together. They were in that locale. They were um, uh, maybe they were part of that general scene, but they are nothing. But they like probably those played. Other yeah, bands. they probably played shows with all these bands. They're not like those other bands at right. all. Right. So at that same time when this record came out, I had gotten the. Uh, a Gun Club record. Oh sure, yeah. Fire of Love, and sure. I really liked the Gun Club, and I got into that. So I had, I had them already. Yeah. I had the Gun Club, and I did. There's some similarities. Yeah, there is. There absolutely is. Yeah, yeah there, there definitely is. And then later, and I also got the Violent Femmes when they came out, and there is some similarities there too. Also, Somewhat there yes. is, mainly with the uh, Gordon Gano's lyrically, definitely, and also the voice, Gordon Gano's voice Correct. type thing. Yeah, there you could tell Gordon Gano uh, was obviously a big Velvet yeah. fan, big yep. Lou Reed fan too. So those two bands I was really into. I didn't get, like I said, I didn't get into the Dream Syndicate as much until later. And even uh, the thing was, I had just discovered the Velvet Underground then too. Oh, so okay. I was like, All yeah, right. because I was I was living down here in, in uh, Florida, in South Florida, in the early '80s, and uh, Charlie Pickett and the Eggs were like right. the the big shit band then. And right. Charlie put out a single. His first single was "White Light." It was "Feeling," a song called "Feeling," back with "White, White Light, Light, White, White Heat. Heat," and that was my first. Uh, you yeah. know, I first heard. I at first I, I thought it was Charlie's song, and then and then I found out. Oh no, it's Velvet Underground. And Charlie you made would, the mistake of <laughs> saying that in, in public. And somebody, yeah, yeah, and looking somebody like corrected an idiot. you. Right, right. Oh well, actually, that's uh, <laughs> uh, so. Actually, <laughs> I, I immediately I went out and bought some Velvet Underground records and uh, really got into them and loved them. And and it's funny because. I remember later on when I did hear the, the first song on this record, uh, Tell Me When It's Over, I recognized the riff because um, Johnny Salton, 
who was the guitar player for... No, it's okay. We have it's guests fine. walking in. We We're have some the, people walking in. We're recording this once again at the house of uh, Brian, Brian Franklin. Franklin. Casa de Franklin. And uh, <laughs> young Franklin, Brian's son, young, uh, just uh, came in here. How dare he come into his own house when we we're recording right. a podcast? But it's all right. You're fine. You're welcome anytime, Nate. Okay. Just be right. just be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. And so Dev, you guys we mentioned Dev's here too. Yeah, Dev's here too. Yes. And the X. <laughs> so you got a Velvet record, Velvet's record. So I was so the originals. Oh yeah, okay. No, but what I was saying was when I heard the riff. Uh, to the first song on this, uh, Tell Me When It's Over, oh, yeah. it was very familiar because yeah. Johnny Salton, the guitar player for Charlie Pickin' the Eggs, used to always noodle around with that riff. He uh-huh. played it because he was a nah. huge Dream Syndicate fan. Well, he was a huge, yeah. and he would play that, and I thought it was his own thing, and then yeah. I heard, oh, okay, that's the Dream Syndicate. Yeah. And, uh, all right, so let's go. That's the first song on the record, which is really a great song. Uh, tell it, Me it When is. It's Over. Tell Me When It's Over, and my... Um, realization about this record driving out here um i live 20 miles away and uh driving out here was i think this album is about one person i think this record is about one individual that he may have had a relationship with and and if it's not you can it's i think you could frame it that way um this person, so I'm assuming this person did drugs, a lot of drugs too. Drugs, a lot of drug and a, a woman who did drugs who he was involved with. Oh, right, a woman. Okay, and, that makes sense. That and makes that's sense. just my guess. Um, just just right now, 2018 guess, after hearing this record a, a lot of times and then doing the math on some what he's saying, because he's in this, in this album, he's addressing, uh, he's either addressing someone talking to someone or he's talking about someone. Oh, okay. And, and uh and it's it seems like it's one person every in every song that it's that it's being discussed. And that's interesting. That's interesting. Um but you know Yeah, cuz here I I'm thinking she was probably a drug addict and, and here he says uh oh and the scars the, that you show yeah, they they uh, they might as well be for show. Uh, so I think we know what probably the scars he's talking about. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And there's another song where scars a scar comes up. Right, exactly. And exactly. the um, and there's a song where not drugs explicitly, but uh, later on down the road, the song Halloween. Definitely, there is it, it, it's a story of someone going to see <laughs> yeah, a drug that's dealer. Such a, such a great song too. Very dark. So um, this album, I would say, this is, definitely isn't a feel good record. No, it's not a feel good. <laughs> it's not a feel good record, and it's, it's very a dark. very um, yeah, it's an intense record, and the sounds on it are intense. Yeah, the sounds are intense. See the the next record after this, I felt like he still had very dark themes, very dark themes, but the sound definitely opened up more. There's piano, a lot of piano in this There's record, piano in which I know, record. I guess a lot of people turned them off because it was definitely a, a departure from to- this. Yeah, record. yeah, yeah. Like, this record has some of the best, some of my favorite guitar sounds. Some of my favorite. So guitar. great dual guitar work in yeah. this record is yeah. is is unbelievable. And there's actually he still tours the a, a version of the Dream Syndicate, which still has this the original drummer. Okay, not not Carl uh, Percota does was not the play, other guitar player, right? But uh, and they they do a great. <laughs> there's there's a couple of live versions on uh, uh, live shows that are on YouTube from two different radio stations. One is from 2015, I think. And it's in Seattle. Um, 
It's not KCRW. It's one of the. That's LA. It's it's an amazing show. It's like forty five minutes long, and it does have the same vibe as this album, where the guitars are just. Uh, there's a lot of um, off just off the hook and barely controlled. Right, right, and and I love. I guess I read I, the record. They recorded this record in uh, two days, right? Yeah, yeah. And two, you recording two days and mixed in one day. So they had three days to do it. Right, right, and it's definitely got that thrown off uh, yeah. sound to it, uh, yeah. which are also very Velvet Undergroundish, but just yeah. like so good. They like captured. Uh, they just captured. Uh, the whole band uh, playing together really good, and it's really raw, but just really good. Very uh, yeah. Although very there's well not a lot of overdubs, and no, no, yeah, you could totally tell, and uh, and they definitely not a lot of reverb. <laughs> okay, we had to take a quick break, yeah. but we're talking about the song uh, "Tell Me When It's Over," which is also an amazing because we all know that feeling. It's, just tell me when it's over. Right. <laughs> a bad I movie. Just wanna know, yeah. I, I to just want to know. I'm stuck it's here. <laughs> uh, just tell me when it's over. But there's a great line in the song. Oh, hey, that's some kind of answer. Yeah, but no question was posed. Ah, you got real imagination, man. <laughs> that's, those, that's ripped from real life. Because that's the kind of thing that someone says to you, some patronizing says right, to right, you, right, right. Oh, you got real imagination, man. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks, pal. Oh, you know. Oh, you wanted to borrow 20 bucks? Yeah, okay. Here right, you go. See right. ya. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never see that 20 bucks again. Right. So, moving on. Track two. Definitely clean. Definitely clean. Standing here waiting for you to come clean. This is a, definitely a drug song, and oh, yeah. the person in it is definitely not clean. No, definitely <laughs> not clean. But it's a, a it's a really good rock. This is like a really rocking song, and uh, definitely a drug song. And it <laughs> it's funny. I started when I was doing notes on these. I would say velvetish. Oh, it's velvetish. But that's dumb to say that because every guy, of course, every song on this record is velvetish because it it just, is. Yeah. there's no getting, there's no getting away from it. They're in that same, it's that same wheelhouse of just like very, very, um, the, the lyrics too, because the lyrics are very, uh, direct. They're not real flowery, but they're very, uh, in your face, and they're very good at telling a story of what's going on very they make, succinctly. They, and there's a character on the other side of that. Yes, that, yeah, those right, lyrics. exactly, exactly. That, And that's that's my that's once this song was actually what I was listening to when I thought, oh, I think these are all about one person. <laughs> that's great. I'm gonna actually go back and listen to the whole thing again, thinking, imagining that it's all the same person. That's really um, awesome that it is. Uh, got a phone call from your mother. And she wants to know where you've been. Um, and oh, I, I just want to say I got scared, nervous because I, I thought he really got a phone call from my mom, and I yeah, just got very no. nervous. But okay, good. Uh, you're reading from the song. Uh, but <laughs> my uh, um, right, right. That's it. That's it. Because of course, yeah, he's dealing. This girl's like a train wreck. So we got a call yeah, from mom her calls. mom saying, "Have you seen her? Do yeah, you know no, no. On? And yeah. I, I don't know um, where she's been." Um, I'm not worried about you. Why should I be? Don't I'm not worried about you. Don't worry about me. I'm not worried about you. Why? Why should I be? <laughs> Which is probably tongue in cheek because of, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely worried about this person. Uh, and um, something happens and they call you on. The, this is a needy 
drug addicted person he's involved with and, right, and right. Uh, and, I, and I'm almost positive you're right that this is a real person he's writing about it's not yeah, someone made up yeah alright track three that's what you always say uh, it's got the really cool bass line opening it which is I, I think we didn't mention the bass player on this record and then the record before was a Kendra Smith yeah she was the original Dream Syndicate yep. bass player and she after this record that's it she was gone yeah right yeah and even they um, in interviews with uh, Steve Wynn about the newish the new um, lineup of Dream Syndicate the you know the the, the two two thousand tens lineup of Dream Syndicate right they asked him about whether he's been in contact with her and he said no um, he has not uh, spoken with her so did she do anything after Dream Syndicate. I said she did projects, uh, some projects here and there, and she was yeah. I, I remember reading, but and she even did. She sang a little on something that they did later on, but I, I don't. Um, I don't know. I guess she just really was very adamant about not one thing. She didn't want to do was play in the Dream Syndicate anymore. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, you know, they got the second. Um, the second album was recorded by. Uh, um, Sandy Perlman, right? The, uh, the Blue Oyster Cult dude. Yeah. yeah. And strange production. I'm still, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that record. I really am a fan of that record. But a lot of people were not a fan, and it didn't do good uh, commercially or as good critically as the first one. Well, I listened to it yesterday, actually, and my assessment of it is Side B, it's where it gets good at the beginning of Side B, and then side A, I didn't enjoy it all. Really? And then side Not at B, all. but it's got burn. Do you don't like that song, Burn? I got side B, and I was like, "This is okay." Right. Now we're onto something. Um, yeah, it, it it was a mistake. I'm, I'm I think it was a mistake putting him with this producer that didn't really, you know, have a know much about the band. Obviously, right. And well, he's also <laughs> produced the second Clash album, so there was a, a oh a yeah, that's right, rope. that's right, yeah. So there were which always, is great, which is a, gr- a great record though. Yeah, but I think the Clash sort of maybe disavowed the production on that record too. He's, and they didn't have piano all over like no, this. they <laughs> it's didn't. Got piano and and it's hard to say. Everything. Like whether that was artist, you know, whether Steve Wynn might have been like, I, it sounds like he want. There's definitely an attempt to go in a very different direction. I think but, he did, and I think he probably heard had got this piano player and said, "Oh, this guy's good. I'm going to have him playing on all these songs." Right. I didn't look it up, so it's not somebody in the. It's not Steve Wynn playing piano. It's no, no, else. no. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well. Um, okay, so that's what you always say. Do you think is this about a um, a lover like a. A duplicious? Is that the word? Duplicitous. Duplicitous. Close. You were very close. Um, yeah, maybe something. Someone. Something is mine, and don't let go. And I don't let go. Um, and then yeah. the stories and the words they're hearing gone. Because that's, that's what, what you always say. say. But I also think this could just be a person that's um, bipolar. Full maybe? of shit. Full oh, okay. Shit. Bi- or, bipolar. Or, or, okay. Where right. they just are, they run off at the mouth a lot, like your podcast hosts. <laughs> and, and um, you know, I, I try to sit and talk with you, but you know how moods change all the time. I try to wait a week or two, work or two, but by then I'd probably change my mind. So um, it's about it's just changeability. Uh, but yeah, it's got a great opening riff, and it's got um, some incredible guitar playing in this song. That uh, a, a beautiful guitar solo that is. 
some of this stuff sounds really easy to play, and then you sit down and try and play it, and, and it's actually, you do. Well, Barry sits down yeah, and tries and to play it. I wouldn't actually, even attempt um, it. There's some. It's not all that. It's not. No, as it's good. Carl Prokota was a great uh, guitar but he, player, but he, I don't know that he ever played like this again. Right, right, right. After the, like, a, I don't. I think this was he played like right. a, you know hollow body guitar through a distorted amp, so it's feedback yeah. all the time. There's a lot of feedback on this record. I think this this record is the sound of a band that had been playing a lot. They were they were like really big on the club scene in L.A. So a band that was just playing a lot and really got really good hot shit good band yeah. and just went in the studio and tore it out and did it and it's hard to it that's usually like you catch fire in a bottle once when you do that with a band and it's hard to ever it's hard to do it again it. and there's actually a record store performance that you can see it's on youtube from when er, before this record was recorded well and, i think it's actually out it, it's a release i think they actually released it officially the live at w no no there's one that's oh, even there's different. one that's even but like they're playing it's like them playing at radioactive records in oh, okay, okay, okay. it's in a little record store and it's uh not the one that came out a week before the record right right that's they, what they, I'm talking yeah about. This, that which was, is really good it is great and yeah. it's obviously that they're ready to record this album yes yes but the uh, no, the the one that's I guess it's probably maybe even a year before. It's a much rawer, rougher band, and you wouldn't look at that band and get, and think that you know. Not too long from that rough performance, they would be doing this record. That's you know. Oh, okay. Well, I gotta check uh, that man. You're on YouTube. How do you get any work done? You're just on YouTube. <sighs> I work at home. <laughs> like you remember the Seinfeld episode? I was by myself. <laughs> Um, and then my, what's uh, come to track four, which is uh, my favorite track on the record. Then she remembers. Yes, this is this is this is one of my favorites too. It's a really uh, it's a faster, uh, real yeah. driving song, and the uh, guitars in this song are just like so good. It's because this song is, um, if you want to compare it specifically to a Velvet song, this song is um, uh, just like. Um, Side two of White Light, White Heat. Um, then I heard her call my name. And it even starts with the word then, you know. Oh, the right, then. right, right. It's got the, which, uh, then I heard her call my name. It's got this just uh, incredible Lou Reed guitar solo that's just insane. And it's about an insane person. I heard her call my name. Right. Um, this song is about that. I think this song is about that same you know, the, the girl, the, yeah. This the, the is woman. A, this song is disturbing. Is disturbing yeah. in its subject matter because um, she sh- she shows a scar where her face met his ring. She remembers the, the pain, pain, but she, she forgot, forgot his name. name. Uh, it's, uh, it's all right. It, really it didn't, didn't mean anything. a thing. So it's a, it's like the a textbook song about a mistreated uh, daughter. Textbook case of his daughter. He tells you what the song. But about. then the thing I don't get is oh then she, oh then she remembers. Oh, what she, she said. She said something bad. All right, but did she? Whatever she said didn't warrant her getting hit, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had teeth like a vice and a. That's hand. what's troubling about that. Like, what did te- she say? <laughs> he had teeth like a vice and a hand like a muzzle. He wasn't polite, but he had a way with words. On the day that he left, she was honestly puzzled. So you've got this person who is. You've got this fucked up relationship with either an older man or a father figure. Right, right. Or, uh, but then she remembers and he spends the second half of the song wailing the words, 
Then she remembers what she said. Right. And I'm, I'm hoping, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know Steve Wynn personally, but I'm hoping he's doing it in the, in the thought of like, like she's thinking, oh, that, that it must've been something she said, she said, but I hope he doesn't really think that it's something she said. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I was that's also, messed up. I was also um, comparing this to like, into this afternoon to the, like the lyrics from X. So you had X, another LA band. They were, you know, a little older. Oh, uh, I thought it was a kiss with that. Uh, he, uh, what's that? Well, they had like? some. You know, they've got these similar characters. It felt in their like songs. a kiss. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they've got similar characters and you know abusive relationships. Ex- yeah, right, um, which right, you always definitely. assume is just you know John Doe and X scene. <laughs> 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 Maybe it's not, um, but theirs are a little more uh, low. Uh, or blue collar and a little more uh, low rent. Right, right. This right. strikes me as more of a middle class, <laughs> fucked up kids, and but you know, with uh, I love with, how you have different classes of abusive relationships. But I, that's just no, what, you're right. I think you're, I think you're spot on. I yeah, I think that on. they're um, you know, and the X had a sort of a thing for that. They talk about their you know, the, the thing for about the blue collar. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, so, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and this this seems more like suburban uh, suburban hijinks uh, right. of a of a bad kind. <laughs> but yeah, this song is a. If I'm gonna ever you know play a Dream Syndicate song for someone off this first record, it's it's then she remembers because okay. it's it just. Blistering, and if there's a song, and now if there's a song that I listen to the most, it's the next song, Halloween, yeah. because yeah. this song. Once I dove back into this record, I just kept coming back to this song, Halloween. Yep. And this is uh this was this was written by Carl uh, Percota. I think he oh I he did. wrote this song. Uh, yeah. Oh, did not this know is that. His song, and he's definitely. I think he's definitely. Um, piggybacking off of Steve Wynn's, uh, you know, songwriting sure. style sure. and everything like sure. that, because this is another song about uh, just some really dark uh, subject yeah. matter. Uh, it, but you're right; it, it's a little. It does have a slightly different quality than the rest of the the lyrics on the rest of the record. Right, right. Because this this is the one song I would say maybe wasn't about that one person maybe, because it's yeah. sort of more of like a story yeah. about. Uh, he says you shouldn't believe in the uh, things, the things in, in papers. papers. They, can they can't come, come true. What's the next true. line? And, and don't believe the things that you see on TV because they'll never happen to you. They'll never. And it's, so it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, you're being, you know, that's the kind of thing someone says to you when they want to put you in your place. They want you to know that don't ever think you're going to be anything because you're just a piece of shit, basically. <laughs> and... But there's also this is the drug dealer. This is the go see the drug dealer song. Oh right, right, uh, right, right. You, you know, and I, 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 it's Halloween. You think about Halloween, and you think about oh, we think about the cartoon kid version of Halloween. But you also have you know vampires and ghouls, and, the, yes, and definitely yes. vampires, and 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 that that sort of feeling came up in this. Um, he says, let's go for a ride. And he says it all the time. You know who else says, oh, a few years later would say, let's go for a ride? Frank Booth and Blue Velvet. Right, right, right. Yeah. Want to go for a ride? Yeah. This is definitely of that same vibe. It is. And I love, and I, there's something about, this is, for me, this is a long line of great songs called Halloween. <laughs> Susie and the Banshees? Because, uh, Susie and the Banshees have a great song. Yeah. Ministry has a pretty, yeah. early ministry yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Right, Halloween's pretty right. cool. 
the, Halloween every day, right? It's, it's, isn't that the ministry tune? Uh, um, it, I think Maybe it's just I'm called. Wrong. I think it's called Halloween. Oh, you're right. Uh, yeah, it's called yeah. Halloween. Okay. But the Dead Kennedys, one of my yeah, favorite right? Dead Kennedy songs, DK's, is also Halloween. Yeah, DK's, um, who may appear. In a future episode. Oh yeah, I would say that's a pretty good chance. Good <laughs> we already chance. Did discussed which where, where we're going to go. I'm with still that. waffling though. I'm waffling. I'm not, really? Yeah. I'm whether not. it's fresh fruit or whether yeah, it's yeah, I'm not. I haven't decided, so it's not going to be. I well, they've all got. We're all going to have a hard time because they they got like there's like 30 songs on each record. You know, they're like a minute long. <laughs> right. So. True. True. The track by track is going to be. We're going to be. We're going to be moving much quicker. Another thing musically in this song that I love is the bridge. When it goes into the bridge, it's yeah. just a power chord bridge. There's no lead yeah. or anything. They yeah. just power through it's, the bridge. It's with beautiful. The, the guitars playing the chords. Yeah, it is beautiful. It, it, it really is. It's a beautiful song, and um, and then it's got a great outro, which reminds me a little of like Sister Ray, like the yeah. Sister Ray type oh, outro. Oh, oh, for uh, sure, with the riffing, with the, the yes. two guitar riffing, a great outro. Yes, yeah. so uh, it's good, and it's a great ending. This was the ending of side one. Great side one ending. We're going to take a little break. Let's do it. We were just recording, uh, uh, not recording, we were just discussing the sort of uh, Mr. Haney from Green Acres audio recording setup. We've got a janky uh, uh, <laughs> extension cord with another extension cord. Yeah, two extension cords. So it can reach to the to Barry's iPhone. That's and right. It's, it's very technical sound. we got, yeah, one microphone going into a laptop and another <laughs> microphone going into a phone. So we get v- v- very, it's hi-fi. It's very high fidelity. This, this, this sound doesn't come by accident. It's, it's not, not made by accident. There's no accident here. No. So, Days of Wine and Roses. Side Side two. two. Uh, when you smile, which has some uh, uh, very um... well, the opening line. This is the velvet. This is when the oh, yeah. are off. <laughs> yeah. What's the first line of the song? A dream last night. I was born a thousand years ago. Oh, yeah, it's like so. heroin. Lou Reed's heroin, which is maybe a clue about the proclivities of the character, whoever <laughs> is being discussed right. in this song. Uh, and this song has some glorious feedback too, guitar yes. feedback. And I'm a yes. fan, I'm, I think you are too, I'm a big fan of guitar feedback done yeah. done well. Um, and this, it reminds me of, uh, there's a song by Gang of Four, Anthrax, yeah. the song Anthrax. <laughs> yeah. That's got the crazy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Real it, it reminds me of that. Not, I mean, there's great Jimi Hendrix feedback, which is controlled and, you know, you're using it for sustain. Right. And then there's feedback, which is just, the, the guitar just oh, shit. squealing. <laughs> yeah, they, And you're trying just, to make it stop. Yeah, and he's yeah. not trying to make it stop right, in this. Right. So it adds to the, definitely adds to the mood for the song. Because uh, um, he's in love with this person. And this person's fucked up, and but when you smile, I don't know what to do because I could lose everything in a minute or two. Seems like the end of the world when you smile. And this is di- like this is cool because this is like the the love song of the record. But it it's, is, but it's a fucked yeah. up love song. A and really fucked it, up. There's a Dylan lyric, Dylan esque lyric in here too. Well, there's never been a man who's been any more than bones in sack, but it doesn't take much to hold the possibilities back, and. That is great. Yeah, and, that and is that's really Dylan, great. You know, the, Dylan is in there as well. But um, yeah, this is the heroine of the album. This is the uh, um, you know, it definitely this song is a, is an homage to that song, heroin. It's got to be. Yeah, it's well, just, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It's still great. They get away with you can get away with it if you, if it's still a really great song and it is a great song. 
and it's done uh, and it's done great. So this is this is also one of my one of my favorites on the record is the uh, this the opening of side two is just really effective. Until lately, um, and this is one where I wasn't I wasn't until I looked it up really sure about the first line. And I'm still not really sure. I'm, I'm guessing that these were vetted lyrics, but in my area, there's a chain of being. And most of the attention is paid to lower things. Well, line two, the second line I kind of get, the first line, a chain of being, um, is a Did you funny... check? Now, did you check? Is that what it's really saying? Because I know the, the lyrics, are when you look up lyrics online, a lot of times it's... it's well, this, uh, is, this is um, it's from a site sketchy. where they're usually, they've, they've been okay... Um, and I've looked at other places I can't get and I sat and listened to it for a while and tried to come up with an alternative <laughs> okay and so I have, a, probably... I, I have a friend in Seattle who's a, a big blues fan but he's um, he's from Virginia he's not from the deep south and so he'll he'll send me a text and say can you figure out what this blues singer is, is saying and because I did grow up in rural Florida I do have uh, the vernacular is 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 more available to me, right. and so I'll, I'll listen to something. And be oh okay, and I'll call him back and say, "This is what that means, and this is what they're <laughs> talking about." In this case, I'm not sure. I could just be it could just be that's what he says. And well, this and, is like uh, this song to me. It's a dark, obviously a dark, another like story song. But uh, is it sort of like a wrong someone in the wrong place at the wrong time type thing? Because he says, uh, in this world, yeah, there's, there's yeah. one equation, the harder the work, yeah. the better is your station. Yeah, and this may throw put paid to my theory about it being about one person, because this seems to be about, about something that happened to somebody else. And Yeah, right, exactly. And this is a great line where he says, well, tonight on the news, I heard them say the man in the plaza had, had a, a resume. resume. Uh, that's a great, that's a great it is. rhyme, yeah, by the way, to rhyme know, say with resume is awesome. He had, when you... He said they ha- he had a resume. That means he doesn't need the resume anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he won the lottery. Right. I'm going to say something bad happened to him. Something bad, yeah. 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 Which yeah. is just about, yeah, just about every song in this record. Like, it's some, something much bad happens to something, someone. Yeah, there's, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, this is not your good times record, but it's not a downer either. It's just sort of reportage. It's kind of like well, it's not a downer to you because you're a you're a dark, twisted person. Maybe to a normal true. person, it might be a downer. All right. So uh, <laughs> to me and you, uh, okay. with, with our blackened souls, maybe a, yeah. yeah, that that could be true. <laughs> right. I might not have caveat. The best. We have to throw a caveat. <laughs> yeah. In there. Right. This restaurant reviewer has yeah. peculiar tastes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, um, then too little, too late. Um, sung by uh, Kendra, right? <laughs> Kendra sings this, and this remind it. It reminds me of something, um, Nico, like a Nico song, or something that could be on Loaded too, uh, because uh, Nico, Nico. Did I say Nico? <laughs> He's reading. This is what I happens thought, when you when you read the words I in your thought, head. I swear to God, the the sad thing is, I thought beforehand, we'll make sure I say it right, and yeah, then I no. said because you're you're a person you, you you read the words in your head, and that's that's what hap- that's how that happens. If you it is Nico, right? It's not it's Nico. Nico. Yeah, sure. But, Some people must call her Nico. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm sorry, but no. I have someone that I'm I'm married to that reads words in her head, and uh, that's okay. that's and. 
she, even things that she knows, she'll mispronounce because she's re- she's reading the word in her head. Well, a Nico song then, but we'll uh, edit definitely this. We're it, edit this out. It, it's pretty. Uh, it's definitely yeah, pretty sure. sounding. Yeah, and uh, it has a really nice slide in it too. It does, right? but it's it's still off kilter. The it's a little bit out of tunish and enough to give you the sort of queasy right. right. Well, it's called feeling. too little, too late. So too it's like the song. This yeah. the song comes in towards the end of the record, and maybe it's a little too little, yeah, too late. Um, uh, it's, I'm not going to warn you. It's gone too far for that. I'm not going to warn you. <laughs> too little, too late. So whatever's happened is over. And odd that the female is singing this. So maybe this is that other... Maybe this is... That uh, character finally getting her little... Maybe, this is her song to sing. Maybe, yeah. Could be totally wrong. And now Barry, uh, in our little break when we were ref- refilling our drinks, he uh, he told me that Kendra actually did do something after this. She played right. in this band. Opal. Which, Opal, which I had heard of, but Barry was... Uh, Opal, familiar, more familiar yeah, with Opal them. Opal became than me. Mazzy Star, but Opal put out a right. They became Mazzy Star. That's it. Right. Okay, that's it. But she, when she was in Opal, um, they had a song called "Happy Nightmare Baby." That is a fantastic song. The rest of the record's good. The record, the EP's, it's good. That was the one you just played for me, right? But this was really great. It's good. If you, yeah, you know, good. if you play it for people, you play it at the club. People are like, "Oh, wow, this is great. What is this?" But it just—I uh, remember hearing it on you know alternative radio in the mid '80s. But after that, you know, crickets. And uh, turns out we found an article where they talk about <laughs> Kendra's disappearing act. So she did uh, uh, um, go away, and I, she's put out an, uh, an album in 2017. So she has come back a little bit, just recently, but not just joining recently. not joining Steve Wynn on any. Uh, I don't. I don't believe so. Not yet. Not as of yet. There's there's stuff that you know, and. Um, don't get to know don't don't meet your heroes it's better just to <laughs> just to like so are you don't. saying are you saying Steve Wynn no, might no be idea. an asshole no, I actually know somebody who played with him and seemed to enjoy his company quite a bit because he um, Armistead he Welford he seems like a good when you listen to the live his his yeah. uh, talking to the crowd and the live things he sounds like kind of a fun guy he you does know, yeah yeah good sense of humor Armistead Welford uh, the bass player for Love Tractor uh, the Athens band <laughs> wait say his name again please. Armistead Welford <laughs> That is, uh, I love that southern, band. That was that's, great. that's not southern enough. <laughs> love Tractor, great uh, instrumental band from Georgia. They are, well, they had some singing too, and Mike Richmond, he's a cool guy. Later on, they did. Later on, they did. Well, the singing starts pretty quick. Okay. It's like second or third record. Right, but I have uh, the first uh, Love Tractor record, and I saw them. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they came they came down, and they played in Florida, and I, and I saw them. And that I think, one. actually, the guy did sing uh, one or two One song, but that they're, that was a very influential album there in the, in the South, anyway. That first yeah, Love no, that was great. I, I used to love playing that for people. Because it was like so weird. Oh wow, this is like an instrumental band from yep. Georgia, yep. and it's really cool. Well, Armistead played with Steve Wynn uh, in a band in the um, 1990s. I remember he was touring with Steve Wynn, and the, you know he he had nothing good, but good shit to say. So okay. Um, uh, but the the last song on this album is the title track. And it is a monster. It is. The Days of, of Wine, Wine and, and Roses, Roses, the song. And uh, yeah, it is. It's a great... The opening of this song reminds me of the Gun Club. It could yeah. be like a Gun Club song with that... Well, who knows? Uh, I mean, Gun Club were L.A., right? Yes, they were L.A., yeah. On the same scene, definitely. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure these... Uh, I'm sure they played a lot of shows together. 
uh, did some drugs together, maybe. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe you know. Um, but this song is is just a great uh, jamming song. They have this is uh, this is a, this is the sister Ray of the of the uh, of the. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's longer and it's got a, a lot of uh, um, it's it. A lot of it's uh, driving, extremely driving. Driving, and then when it gets to the end, once he's done singing, you think the song can end. It doesn't end. It goes keeps on. Going. It keeps going, and it gets fast. They speed up, which yeah, is yeah, awesome. Yeah. I love yeah, that yeah. when a band doesn't give a shit. They're just playing, <laughs> and they start speeding up at the end. And, he's uh, a lot of tape. They can't, re- re- you know. <laughs> studio time is expensive, man. It's really, uh, it's great, and uh, I love it. Everybody says I don't care, but I'm just trying to remember the days of wine and, and roses, roses that were, which is this this woman, this this character, and this is the this is the final, you know, this is word from outside as she's on the ledge again, drawing a card and threatening everything. I'm here wondering what where I or, I'm not sure. I'm here wondering where I got in. I don't think this is. I'm here wondering. Uh, uh, these lyrics are wrong. So, (laughs) (laughs) are you reading those lyrics, genius, again? I am, man. (laughs) Everybody says, everybody says, well, I don't care. Well, I don't care. Uh, um, this person who's on the ledge is pretty much burned all their bridges. And, And, uh, the person watching it, which I'm assuming is the, the, the protagonist, our protagonist, Steve Wynn. Is uh, 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 trying to figure out whether he's responsible for this. <laughs> um, uh, and I think he probably um, probably isn't. Uh, <laughs> the priest from the parish is looking for persuasion. The man with the notepad, a reporter. There's a reporter. So oh, she's right, on right, the ledge. Right. Yes, yes. And yes, there's somebody definitely. from the newspapers there. Back in the days when they transcribed, they took notes on a notepad. Uh, the man with the notepad wants verification. Somebody says, this was my creation. Um, her mother says, it's your fault. You never looked after her. So he's fishing around. Her mom again. And this is the mom from earlier. Yeah, in the record yeah, yeah. When he was called. The mom was calling. Yeah. Yep. Uh, her father arranging to get back the furniture. He wants the fucking <sighs> furniture back. Because it's, you know, either he... It's from a rental store, and you got to take <laughs> this rented furniture, and you got to. He put the deposit down. They're going so down. You, they're going down into the low rent X territory here. With pretty much, yeah. yeah, sure. But the, the, the for me, the, the saddest part is that they're trying they're trying to remember the days of. But there there, there, there were, were no days no, of Brian of Roses. I'm just there wasn't to a, the days yeah, of Brian Roses, but there wasn't with this family and everything. There there weren't good times around. No. There weren't. It was it was no. shit from the start. And who knows? You know, um, it could be this could be a family member. I don't. It, this is not necessarily a girlfriend. I hadn't thought about that either. This could be a, a sister or somebody, but or just somebody he knew. Right. But you know, when you that song, when you smile, maybe Kendra. Maybe it's Kendra. Yeah. Maybe that's why she. Was. <laughs> no, it's probably not. Yeah, it's not. Let's not. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, but um, as a whole, as an album, to me, it's it's. I, I'm gonna tell you, it's one of my favorite rock records of all of all time. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally get it, especially with you. With I know your uh, your love. I mean, I like the Velvet Underground. I'm a big Velvet Underground fan. Barry's a huge, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably more than <laughs> more fan. than average Velvet's fan. Uh, and I could see this totally, and it is great. Like I said, I'm, I was kind of uh, I was kind of 
uh, it's, it was strange to me how I kind of missed this record back in the day and uh, and just didn't get to latch onto it the way uh, listening to it now I realized wow this is like from start to finish it's a great uh, there are no duds on this record no it's very concise and it's very <laughs> right it's not that long an album um, so when it's when it's over you're like oh wow that that's it and so it tells this story. Um, and maybe it's a unified story and maybe I'm just totally full of shit. And, but Steve <laughs> well, Wynn is, you know, it would be like, oh no, that's, that's all wrong. But I also was thinking about on the way out here, uh, about people who, when you write lyrics and even when you ask a songwriter, you know, what something's about, um, unless it's a song about how to, you know, how to actually, how to, you know, hook, hook, uh, uh, uh to tie a knot and hook, a, you know, go fishing and catch a fish. <laughs> You know, the, when people are writing stuff, the subconscious is at work. Yeah, and yeah. And, and if you're asking always, that like 10, 20 years later, they, it's you, not, they're not in the same no, headspace. They're, yeah, so they're they, not the same person. <laughs> you know, most of the cells in their body have turned over. Right. So, so when they to, tell you, when they tell you, I don't know what the hell it's about, they're, they could be being honest. They, they could, could be being maybe, honest. They could have, you know, just totally... Yeah. Uh, but that's what's cool. It's sort of out there, and it's out there, and then we get to listen to it and sort of put our own, uh, put our well, own. We're, and we're always going to do that anyway. Even if they tell us what it's about, everybody's yes. coming at it from their. Everybody's living in their own universe. Yes. Me, me and Barry are arrogant enough to tell someone they're wrong. That's not <laughs> <very> <laughs> yeah, and hopefully you'll tell us if we're wrong. So yeah, if you have a that. different take on this record, and you're like, okay, pal, I read, you know, I've, I've researched this, and you have no idea what you're talking about hit us up at uh, trgmh33 at gmail.com and uh, where are we going next week next week uh, put some thought into this and I definitely want to do a Who's Could Do record and I was waffling between uh, New Day Rising and Flip Your Wig and I decided on uh, a Flip Your Wig for for many reasons which I'll we'll expound upon when we do it but yeah. Flip your wig. It was the last uh, last one they did before they went to a major, major. label, right? And it was a big record uh, for me. The first time I saw them, they would they, the record hadn't come out yet, but they would always who's could who would always play songs ahead of yeah. They would, they would put out records so quickly that they would play songs right. from their next. Yeah, those record. albums were coming out in a pretty in a hurry. Right. So I saw them uh, on the New Day Rising tour, and they were already playing a Flip Your Wig songs, which were great. Live and I'm like, wow, that's what's that song? And yeah. then I realized uh, a couple I mean, of months I, later. What it year came did out. you see him? Uh, I was I was up in Boston already, so probably '84 or '85. Yeah, because they played like in Orlando that. around on the flip on the New Day Rising tour, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you saw him in Boston, and I saw him in Orlando. Guess who saw the better show? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll discuss. We'll go over all that. And yeah. uh, real quick, I, I, I want to now at the end, I, I want to talk about uh, podcasts, maybe uh, other podcasts that we listen to, uh, you know, a podcast maybe that we listen to that we want to recommend to people. So since I was the one that thought of this and I didn't even yeah. tell Barry, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. You go <laughs> I, first. I just, uh, I just started listening to a podcast called Turned Out a Punk. Turned out a punk, and it's Damian Abraham, who's actually the singer for 
Fucked Up, a great band called Fucked Up from Canada, and uh, he's got. Well, this- now I have to mark this explicit. Goddamn you! <laughs> well, you should mark them all explicit. <laughs> yeah, they are. We have, we have no. Yeah, filter. don't worry, don't worry. Uh, but it's a, it's a really cool podcast. He just talks to people uh, about uh, about when they first got into punk and how it uh, changed their life, and uh, it's good. It's really fun, and he's he's another you could tell just like a music geek obsessive like. Uh, like we are, and like probably most people that listen to these podcasts are, uh, so I would definitely check that out. Okay, well, I got a podcast too, but it's not a music podcast, but it is. No, that's fine. It is related to uh, our lives here in this seedy swamp, uh, uh, bound by the gigantic swamp of the Everglades, uh, South Florida. Um, It's a podcast called Felonious Florida, and it's just the third third, uh, installment just dropped yesterday and felonious florida is uh, by a reporter from the uh i believe the sun sentinel or someone who's worked for the sun sentinel in the past and it's about some murders that took place uh and they are (laughs) it's not that they're unsolved it's just that the people who have uh, committed them had they never managed to punish them and it is it's fantastic and it is gritty and seedy and it involves you know Drugs and guns and Hollywood, Florida, where I'm from. Florida experience. It's the total Florida experience. Oh, that sounds awesome. Polonius, Florida. I'm gonna listen to one of those tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, it's great. Highly recommend it. So uh, that's it for this week. From that record got me high. That's Rob Elba. That's Barry Stock. And we'll see you in uh, seven days. See you.